So the readings for All Souls Day can be a little confusing because there are so many options because this is actually the day of the year or one day of the year where the priests are encouraged to celebrate additional masses. So like it's not a solemnity, it's not a Sunday, but priests often will celebrate two or even three masses just because it's, it's there to pray for the dead and offer more grace for those in need. So a little confusing there, but it's just so many topics, where so many moments where our Lord, the Holy Spirit tells us about the mysteries of death and life after death. Um, first of all, two homework assignment options. You can either watch Coco, the movie, or you can watch Encanto, only because the last song is like all about like death and dying and transforming from a orgus, orgusitas, orgusita, the caterpillar into the butterfly, which is just amazing. So anyway, and that separation, which is painful but beautiful. Um, but we believe in, in, in the idea of, of when you die and you're not quite ready, you haven't quite lived fully faithful to the life of Jesus Christ. You, your love doesn't fully reflect his very well. You're not one of those where the, the people around you said, Santo Subito, like canonize him immediately because actually you were kind of a jerk sometimes. Um, there's a place for us and it doesn't have to be hell. But we're not necessarily ready for heaven. And so we have, we've always, the church has always understood that there's a place called, we call it now purgatory, or purging away of those things that we didn't quite form in this life that we needed to, in order to live the fullest, in its fullness, the life of Christ, the glory of Christ. For what it's worth, even in the Old Testament, but also the New Testament and early Christian ages, the idea of praying for the dead was very present. The reference to the book of Maccabees, which sadly is one of the books that some of our, our brother and sister Christians that are not Catholic don't really accept, maybe because it has a direct reference to praying for the dead. Think about this. You only pray for the dead. God only tells you pray for the dead. The Holy Spirit only leads you to pray for the dead if it can offer some benefit. And those who are in heaven, they don't need your prayers. They're doing just fine. Actually, they're praying for you. Those who are in hell can't benefit from your prayers. They've already shut out grace from their life permanently. So there's a sense there that there's this third intermediate where there are some who can benefit from our prayers. And so the church has always prayed, Old Testament, New Testament, early church always prayed for the dead. And so we do. We continue to do that. Every single Mass is offered for the dead. Every single one. The church is always praying for the dead. Um, and this idea of, of gaining, by our merits, the merits of the church, an additional making up for the damages, an additional reparation for the sins of those who didn't make up for it themselves. St. Paul would say, I make up for myself what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. I make up in myself, my own life, my own difficulties, united to the body of Christ, what might be lacking for someone in the sufferings of Christ. So I don't know about you guys, but... I just was always struck by the idea of credit card points. Credit card points, ready? This is weird, but bear with me. When I got out of religious life after 14 years, I had to get a bank account and a credit card, and I had zero credit. Like, it took me like a long time. I was trying to buy a car, and I was allowed $300 on my credit card. Not very helpful. Um, but anyway, over time, I discovered with certain cards, you, you get points, like just by your daily activity, you're gaining these things called points. It's really, it's whatever. Anyway, we invented the thing. Um, and fast forward, you know, for years, or, or months and months and years and years of, of Amazon and, and, and Walmart and shopping, whatever else, those points accumulate. You don't notice them. They show up this little line in your statement. 
And you're paying your bill, and you're paying your bill, and you've got to transfer money from your bank account to pay the bill, and whatever, you pay with money or transfer. At some point, um, imagine the scene when that bill's kind of big, and your bank account doesn't have it. But you've got to pay the bill, and you're stuck. What if your credit, and let me add a little detail, that your credit card might be shared with other siblings who use your credit card, and what, in other words, your credit card just has a lot of sources of points. And all of a sudden, you hit one button, and though you don't deserve it, that bill was paid for you by the points. Merited through your spending, your daily activity, and the activity of everyone else doing what they needed to do. All those points were attributed to your need in that moment. So it's a silly image, but the idea that the church, that all the people in the body of Christ living out their daily sacrificial lives, trying to offer themselves to God, falling short sometimes, but actually succeeding a lot of times, they're in the body of Christ meriting grace, meriting salvation. The body of Christ, the sufferings of Christ are prolonged in them, and therefore grace is more abundant because of them. They make up in themselves what might be lacking. And for a soul in purgatory who doesn't have any means to make up for the damage done to his, through his sins, through the grace of the church, through the grace of God for the church, all the merits of those sacrifices are applied to pay that price. And he gets out of jail free. I don't know if that helps, but it's kind of an image. Like even in our own dealings and spending, as we strive to do what we're supposed to do and it costs us money, there's this hidden thing being accumulated that we don't see. And yet all of a sudden when it's needed, through the grace of God, through the church, it's applied. So we ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds and help us realize the role that we play, the privileged role that we, we play, not only in our salvation, but through the merits that we accumulate with Jesus Christ, through him, with him, and in him, the role we play for the salvation of others. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs>